We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to today's message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. God, thank you for this anointed man. Thank you, God, of how he's just been obedient to you. Lord, even while he was in the marketplace, he was obedient to just follow you on mission. And now, God, that you've transitioned him from the marketplace and you're bringing him into ministry, thank you for how he's continuing to be obedient to you. God, I pray that the words that he preaches this morning may not be his, but they may be the words coming from your throne. Speak to us clearly like no one else can. And we thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Muta. I just want to give him a shout out. Give him some some praise for the awesome man that he is. And we are so blessed as a church to have him as our leader. So just give it up for him. It's such an honor to be on mission with you. It's such a blessing that you are in each of our lives just the blessing that you've been to me, you've given me this opportunity, you've believed in me when nobody else did, and all those, and all those dramatic sayings, but he's just truly an awesome leader, we are truly blessed, and I'm just so thankful for him. Uh, it's funny, uh, this message today, Life's a Beach, new sermon series, that's exciting, Life's a Beach, I hate the beach, I hate it. I was just actually speaking at a, a baccalaureate about the students that were going to be making their transition from high school into college or the marketplace or, or into the armed forces. So I, I just wanted to download this message into them about this transition and how God is going to be along, with them along the way. And I was telling them, like, yo, I hate the beach. I was asking them if they had summer plans, and all of them, of course, are going to the beach. That's what you do. It's warm weather, sand between your toes, all those things. I can't stand that place. See, you go to the beach for one of three reasons. First one, go out there to soak up the sun, get a tan, a nice tan. I don't tan. (laughs) And I'm not trying to, I I don't tan, I get black. (laughs) So I'm not trying to get a black. Mama always said, don't be color struck. Well, I'm I'm just not trying to get darker. I'm not trying to get sunburns out there. There's no reason for me to tan out there. So number one, off the list, I ain't tanning. Number two, you go to look at girls. I'm lucky enough to be blessed with Danae, so I'm not out there chasing all these little hood rats. I'm not out there chasing these girls and all that stuff, but back in the day, we used to all go to the beach for that reason. You do the the trick, you bring a football to the beach, right? So you bring the football to the beach, and you're playing catch with your guys, and you scope out the scene, and you let one go a little bit too far, and your friend... Oh, miss it. And the ball just happens to roll on over to the blanket of a sunbathing cutie. <laughs> Go pick up the ball. Oh, oh, sorry. Didn't see you there. Sorry. So, uh, what's your name? That has never worked in the history. I want to know, like, when the one time that worked that made it acceptable for everybody to do that from here on out. That's the worst trick. And I always hated having to do that. Or did I? The third reason, 
Nobody actually goes to the beach to swim, unless you're that one weirdo who's swimming out to the buoy and back. That one person who's like just showing off to everybody like, yo, I'm a world-class swimmer. I do triathlons. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, if we're, if we're being honest, nobody cares about all that. Nobody wants to be that swim. So I'm in college. We are, we're at this event that the school we put on. The university put on this event. It's the beginning of the school year. They want students to get to know each other. So me and my boys are going out there so we can scope out the scene. Right? We can see what girls are. Who's new on campus? So they take us to this, this man-made lake where they have this big party, uh, cookout, great time, music's playing, we're all laughing, having a good time. Over off in the distance in the lake, there's this, this little pier where you could jump off, you could rope swing off, or you, you can jump off a diving board, slide, all these things. But I'm not thinking anything about that. Because one, I'm playing to a stereotype right now. I can't swim, like at all. Like, I can get from one end of a pool to the other, but I can't tread water. So my boys are like, yo, let's go out there, jump off this thing, have some fun. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. So they talk me into it. You know, you get called a chicken and all those things. And then, of course, you could coax me into doing stuff because mama didn't raise one. And so we get out there, everybody's swimming, and I'm like kind of just just like bouncing on the water. Because like I'm six foot four, so all the way up until about six feet, I'm good. I can breathe. My, then we hit this transition where it's like a sharp decline in the sand. So that's when it's time where you can either swim or you're going to sink. And I swim like a rock. So my, I see my boys, they start swimming. Yeah, they get the legs kicking, all those things that swimmers do. And me, I'm doggy paddling. I got these long arms, but I don't know how to swim, so I'm just like a T-Rex. So I see them swimming, and they start gaining ground on me. They start getting closer to that, and I start sinking <laughs> slowly. So all my friends are swimming and everything, and I'm drowning. I see the light at that point. Y'all almost lost me that day. I, see the, I would have never met any of you. I see the light. I'm like, all right, Lord, if this is how I have to go. I, I wish it wasn't under these circumstances, drowned in front of all these people. I'm going to look stupid. Then I'm like, man, he died looking stupid. So, but all of a sudden, I feel the hand of one of my friends. He grabs me, and he pulls me up. So what I do? I start climbing on top of him. <laughs> He's like, you're going to kill me. I'm like, no, I'm going to kill you. And, and I'm going to live. And we're, we're gonna be fi- I'm going to be fine, but you're going to be dead. But it's all good. So he drags me out over to the pier where everybody else is. I'm like, dang, I still got to find a way back. <laughs> like, yo, what am I going to do? So long story short, I jump. We have fun. We swim back kind of halfway, whatever. And, but I told this story at the baccalaureate. And one of the pastor's wives came up to me afterwards. She said, I'm from Rhode Island. I said, what's that mean? <laughs> like, she just looked at me. She said, I'm from Rhode Island. All we did was swim. I'm like, that's cool. What's that mean for me? She said, can you tread water? I'm like, you didn't listen? I can't. She goes, you know the reason why you can't tread water? Because you don't trust. And I was like, both of our eyes, our eyes went like, boop. I'm like, that'll preach. So today you get to hear that message. How about that? Let's, but, but before we dive into that, uh, we're going to pray over that. 
and the house crew is going to bring some Bibles forward. We're in Exodus chapter 16. House crew's got the, if your hand up, if you need a Bible, house crew's got you. So we're going, we got some good text to dive through today. Oh yeah, the Lord's got a word. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I had a little coffee. Woo. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to, to grow closer to you, to grow closer in community, just to see what you have to say to us this morning, Lord. We want to make sure that we are fully trusting you in all aspects of our lives, Lord. We just ask that you continue to watch over us, continue to provide for us, continue to bless us, and may the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. All right, so we're in Exodus chapter 16. I'm going to give you a little background before we dive in. So Moses had recently brought the Israelites out of bondage through God. So Moses is bringing these people, they're wandering in the wilderness. They did the whole staff thing, part the Red Sea, we're walking, yeah, the water comes back, kills all the Egyptians. It's crazy. So Moses is delivering these people through the wilderness, and they're trying to find the promised land. So they're about two and a half months in, right? And there's always that one person starts grumbling, that backseat driver. Man! We had it better back home in slavery. At least we have food. Like, what? We had it better in slavery? Yeah, we had it better back then. Then one turns into two, two turns into three, and eventually one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. So everybody's freaking out like, yeah, listen, Moses, you brought us out here to die? It's like, I just saved you. You brought us out here to die? There's no, at least we had meat and food. How are you going to bring us out here? So Moses goes to God and says, hey, man, your people are tripping. Hey, you better get them before I do. So, so God says this to Moses. Verse 4, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion, er day. Somebody say er day. That I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. We're going to fast forward over to verse number 16. You're going to get my sound effects today. Verse 16, this is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, according as much as he can eat. You shall take an omer. Somebody asked me, what's an omer? An omer is about 3.6 liters. Glad you asked. (laughs) He said, take an omer, and I lost it, just making a joke. Look, this isn't about you, Lewis. This isn't about you. You shall each take an omer according to the number of persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, how much is an omer? About 3.6 liters. See, look. (laughs) According to the number of the persons each of them has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured out with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Mm. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. You see, it's a stank. And Moses was angry with them, naturally, because they don't listen. People don't be listening. So God was making it rain on them. God was making it rain. 
That's the first example in the Bible of somebody. That's the first example in history, in recorded history, that somebody made it rain. God made it rain on them. Hey, hey, but here's here's the beauty of this. This this is where my hip-hop head comes into play. What's a, what's a nickname for money? Bread. Bread. Mm. Jose, if you want to be quiet, nobody said dinner. Bread. Manna. What is manna? Ooh. Somebody's going to get that in the car. Somebody's going to get that in the car. So the Lord is making it. He's providing provision. Our money, the job that we have, the job God provides us, that provides provision so that we can stack bread and put food on the table. Here in this instance, God is providing, he's giving it directly to them. He's giving them the source. I'm going to give you bread. Ooh, that's so good. These are Bible bars. These are Bible bars. Y'all don't know. Somebody's going to get that in the car. I came to worship this morning. God blesses us with our jobs so we can stack bread and put bread on the table. Point number one, our provision is gathered by us, but provided by God. Ooh. God is saying, there's a blessing out there for you. I want you to get it. So many times we get caught up in, hey, God, I just need this blessing. I need you to come through. And then we just wait. God is saying, go get it. God, I, I just need you to come through, Lord. I just need to make it to payday. And, and God, I just, need, I, I just need you to come through in a mighty way. And God provides us with a blessing. And then we're just sitting there like, I thought you said you are going to come through. He said, it's right there for you. Go get it. God, I, I, just, I just need a man in my life. I need a godly man who's going who's gonna, to uh, raise me up and treat me like the queen I am. And some guy's, guy's like, all right, cool. Some guy slides in your DMs. He's like, hey, I just want to know. I just want you to know I think you're beautiful. I think you're funny. And I would love to get the chance to take you. Screenshot. And then you post it. Look, I'm tired of all these thirsty little dudes in my inbox. How dare they? They don't deserve a queen like me. Like God's like, oh, you stupid. <laughs> like, I'm trying. I'm trying to make this happen for you. God, I just need direction in my life. I just, I just need uh, to, to get on the path. I know you have a blessing for me. And God provides us all these spiritual leaders. And we don't want to call them. The phone works both ways. God's got these blessings for us. These blessings are here for the taking. The provision is available. But remember who it came from. Verse number four said, The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. Point number two. With provision comes responsibility. Hmm. Someone once said, to whom much is given, much is tested. That was Kanye. Kanye said that. To whom much is given, much is tested. Get arrested, guess he truly get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupidly. Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. I'm, I'm having fun up here this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm worship with Jose. He's over there singing with me. I'm going to preach to Jose this morning because he's feeling this. I'm, yo. So, but that's how we are as a society. God, I just need you to sustain me till, till uh, Friday. I need payday to show up. I need payday. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to. Then payday comes. 
La, 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 wait till I get my money right. La, 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 then you can't tell me nothing, right? We forget about the one who provided this for us. You can't tell us nothing at that point. We act like we did this under our own volition, like we were the ones who provided. We forget all about God, but he's sitting there like, come on, I'm giving you the breaks. Lord, I need you. So, we find them, Moses is upset with people, and he's, he's trying to get through them. He's like, God, what do you want me to do? How can I get through these people? They're sitting there trying to overthrow me. They're mad. They're angry. What do I need to do? So God said, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this work for you. Share this message with my people. We're, we're going to get through this together, but this is my doing. I, want, I don't want you to forget that. This is my doing. So, verse 16, this is what the Lord commanded. Gather of it, each of you, as much as he can eat. You shall take an omer. What was an omer again? Approximately 3.6 liters. Take an order, omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less, but when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left. Whoever gathered much, who had a lot, had nothing left. But whoever gathered little had no lack. They weren't lacking for anything. God provided. God made the little bit that they had work. He made the the people who had a lot, he made that work for them. But the people who had a little, he also provided for them. He also saw them through. Ain't that beautiful? Each of them gathered as much as he can eat. Point number three. Our harvest will be equal to our own hustle. Not everyone had the same amount. Not everyone brought in the same harvest. But God was in control of all of that. We can't compare harvest. Our harvest... Our harvest is up to God, but our hustle is up to us. Our harvest is under God's authority, but our hustle is under our own authority. So we have no one to blame for our, but ourselves. But even if God gave you little, even though he gave, some of them gathered little, they made it work. Even though some of them gathered little, you have to take care of what God has given you. No matter if he give, has given you a ton or he's giving you seemingly nothing. Take care of what God has given you. Be a good steward over the blessings that God has given you. Because ultimately they came from him. And everything that comes from him is good. So, back in the day, post-college, after my whole swimming debacle, I, I landed a job in, in my career field. As Pastor Muta said, I, I had been in the marketplace for a while. And when I was there, I, I, I made more money than I've ever made in my life. Right out of college, I had made a lot of money. I was super excited about this job, and, and I, it was a blessing. I was meeting so many great people. I was making a lot of money. But it always, whenever payday would come around, I'd always be struggling. I'd always be broke. Every payday would come around, I'd be scrounging and cutting back and making sure that I had enough to pay the bills, and, and payday would come around, and I'd be like, okay, it's a blessing. And then it'd be a cycle. 
Life gives us these cycles. This cycle, I was just making all this money. I was super excited. It's payday. Yeah, party it up. I'm going to be at Brothers. Uh, drinks on me. <laughs> Gas tank on you, but all drinks on me. Wipe me down. <laughs> so I'd be out there partying up, living it up. Then, like, it, it paid every two weeks. So by the time that first weekend comes, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm still, I'm still making a shake. I'm still, all right, I'm going to survive. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm like, oh, God, come on, payday. I need this. Uh, I'm doing the broke dance. like, <laughs> Yo, so God would eventually provide again. And would I tithe? No, no, because I barely had enough to pay the bills in my mind. So I'm like, yo, I can't pay my bills, but I'm going to survive till next Friday. I mean, I mean I'm not going to pay my tithe. I'm going to pay my bills, and I'm going to survive till next Friday. So next Friday would come, payday would come around. I'd be back at it again. Same spot. Catch me a brother's. Catch me a linebacker. All drinks on me. But when tithing came around, when it came time to, to pay the Lord what he's blessed me with, I wanted to hold on to that for myself. Oh, I got these bills to pay. You weren't talking about these bills when you were making it rain in brothers. <laughs> so, I had nothing to show for it, even though I was making the most money I had made in my life. Nothing to show for it. God gave me my allotted amount, and I wasn't a good steward of it. God blessed me, and I turned around, turned my back on him like, thanks God, and ran off. You know, there's this one story. I didn't tell this the first service, so you guys get this exclusive one. My parents were at the mall with my sister. And one of the rare times I wasn't with them, because I love going everywhere with my parents, but they had given, my sister had been begging all day for a pretzel at the mall. She, all day, she was just begging and begging for this pretzel at the mall. So my dad ends up relenting and buying her a pretzel. She could be annoying, whatever. So they bought her the pet pretzel. Leslie, if you're listening, I love you. So she got the pretzel, and the first thing my dad did was ask, hey, can I get a, a bite of that? My sister took off sprinting in the mall to be able to eat this pretzel by herself. She didn't want to give anything back to the person who gave her the pretzel. That sounds backwards, don't it? But that's how we are when we don't return back to God what he has blessed us with. Verse 19, and Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. See, they had all, all this bread and everything, and he said, the Lord will sustain, but they still wanted to hold on to it just in case God didn't come through. Just in case God didn't provide. Sound familiar? But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. Woo! Point number four. How we handle our harvest will build wealth or produce worms. Use what's been allotted to you. Use what's been allotted to you. Be a good steward about that, and don't worry about, don't worry about tomorrow. God is going to provide. God wants to take the little bit that he's given you or the lot of bit that he's given you, and he wants you to be a good steward over that. Give that back to him. He's been a blessing to you. Give back. He said, Give me the 10, and I'll bless the 90. He said, he said, just trust me. Trust me. God is calling on you to trust me. And I may want to keep some for myself just in case. But God's like, I'm the only thing that you need. 
I'm the only person that you need. You don't need to have a safety net. You don't need to have a safety blanket. You don't need to have a backup plan. You don't need a plan B when plan A is God. Are we trusting God or are we robbing God? Mm. Some of you may be like, yo, how can I rob God? That don't make no sense. You're up there being foolish. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. There's a verse for that. Will man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? How have I robbed God? How, how can I take anything from God? He's got everything. In your tithes and contributions. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me. The whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And thereby put me to test. Trust me. I'm plan A. I'm option A. You don't need a backup plan. Trust me. Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down a blessing until there is no more need. I will rebuke the devourer for you. Those bill collectors, you're going to rebuke them. (laughs) so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear says the Lord of hosts he's going to take care of that trust him with the ten he's going to take care of the ninety then all nations will call you blessed for you will be a land of delight says the Lord of hosts are we trusting God or are we robbing God the Lord is just calling us to obedience. There's over 2,000 scriptures about our money in the Bible. It's important to God for us to put our trust in Him, for us to put our faith in Him. Stop robbing God. Put your trust in Him. Eat what you have today. I'll give you more tomorrow. You know, there's, there's this uh, story that one of my former teammates had shared with me when I was in college. I was meeting with him for Bible study. He was pouring into me. And I always liked this analogy he shared with me. And it was, it was just life-changing for me. There's a bridge between these two mountains. Now the bridge, upon appearance, is just tattered, worn, been walked across, had been used many times. Some boards look, look creaky, some... Some cracked and the rope looked worn and tethered. But there's two men standing by, by the bridge. One man can tell you everything about the bridge. And tell you where the cracks are, where the wood's a little creaky, where you might misstep, what you have to, how, how they may have seen other people walk across it and they can describe other people's journeys. And then there's the other man who's actually put his faith in the bridge, who's walked across the bridge, who's put his trust in the bridge. Which one do you want to be this morning? Do you want to be the person who can describe other people's experiences with Christ, who can describe how other people have had blessings and put their faith in Christ and trusted Him with their 10% and have their 90 blessed? And do you want to be that person who, who... it can tell you everything about other people's experience of Christ and what Christ is supposed to be like, what Christ is supposed to sound like. 
Or do you want to be that person who's actually walked alongside Christ, who's put your faith in Christ, who's put your trust in him, who's experienced God's love? Today I'm challenging you to put your trust, to walk across that bridge. Be that person who who can be a blessing to other people because they've actually walked across the bridge and trusted God, trusted Him with their finances, trusted Him in their everyday lives, trusted Him on the job, trusted Him with their decisions. Let's pray on that. God, our Father, we just thank You, Lord. We thank You for the blessing that You've been in each of our lives, Lord. We thank You for continuing to to watch over us and protect us and to see us through, even in our foolishness, God. We just ask today that each of us takes up a new level of trust with you, Lord. That each of us is challenged to just grow with you and just to, to walk across that bridge that, that is Jesus, Lord. We just ask that you continue to bless us beyond our beliefs, Lord. Just when, when our foolishness gets in the way, we ask that you clear it, Lord. We ask that you, we continue conversing with you, continue loving you, continue growing with you, Lord. And for some of you in here today, you may have been that person who can always point to the bridge, who can all, who's always been able to talk about what God is doing around them, but you haven't fully experienced that yourself. You haven't experienced that journey yourself. You haven't experienced that trust yourself. You haven't experienced that love yourself. This morning, whether you be a person who's asking God, uh, asking to trust God for the first time, or you may have walked away for a bit and you have stepped outside of uh, your your daily routines of being with God and just how He has lifted you up and trusting Him. If you're one of those people today, whether it's your first time or or you're trying to get back on track, I want you to make the bold declaration. I want you to slip your hand up and just receive all that God has for you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. If if that's you this morning, I I don't want this moment to go by. Tomorrow is not promised. The next day is not promised. I want you guys to receive that trust in God, that, that love of God. I want you guys to experience that for yourselves. If you were that person who raised your hand today or you, you didn't feel courageous enough to raise your hand in this moment, I want, you to, I want to encourage you to stop by, see me, see Pastor Muta, see Pastor Christine, stop by the hub, just tell somebody. Ask questions. God is providing for us. He's provided leaders for us. He's provided people who are willing to pour into us. Take advantage of it. Go get it. God, I just thank you so much for the hands this morning that were raised. God, I thank you for, for, the, for just being there, being our plan A so that we don't need a plan B. Being there to trust when we know that we have no reason to trust, Lord. We just ask that this morning that you continue to watch over us, continue to protect us, continue to show us your love through your actions and the actions of others. We ask these and many other blessings. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. 
If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.